0: Welcome to Talking In Stations, it's Matterall. We'll be going through the news for January 26th. Okay, a big day today in Bazgaren. Snuff successfully killed the Keepstar in Bazgaren at 1736 Eve time today with a fleet of Titans. Uh, The asset safety for that system is actually Bazgaren. So if your stuff was in that Keepstar, it is now in the NPC station in that same system. So you won't actually be missing it. We'll go into some photos and the kill mail for the Basgaren attack in, after these headlines. In the Pashven region system called Archie, a number of golems were destroyed again as uh, they were ambushed by uh, players that were trying to basically interrupt the NPC ratting that's going on there against the world arcs. It's uh, incredibly lucrative. And this has happened before, and it looks like it repeated itself. We'll take a look at that kill mail as well. Okay, should prepare for extended downtime. Expected it today, but it may actually be for tomorrow because there's some new stuff coming in. Uh, there are There's a new help section for EVE Online and it's got videos in it which is really cool we'll show you that in just a minute Uh, that is on the test center now and we expect it to enter the tranquility server sometime soon also some quality of life changes we'll review those and see what's going on with qol okay Let's go into the first thing. Uh, The top story is Snuff taking out a Keepstar that belonged to Sixth Empire. You'll remember a week ago or so, they took out a Satio, which is a extra large engineering complex that actually belonged to Yeti Industries uh, before it was uh, forcibly given over to Sixth Empire, uh, when Yeti was under pressure by the Tranquility Trade Network, which included at the time, uh, actually and still does, Goonswarm. So uh, they were forced to give that up to uh, to basically merge their stuff together, and uh, and so that's what happened, and that's how the Satio came into the hands of Sixth Empire. At least that's what we're told, and uh, that was destroyed last week, and then this week the Keepstar was targeted and destroyed by Snuff again. And um, this leaves uh, the only low sec keep star where supers are traded as ignoiten, which is, belongs to Tranquility Trade Center, um, and test, and goonsform, and horde all working together as a null sec conglomerate inside of high sec space. The ignoiten system is actually low sec space, but it belongs to that same group. Kind of interesting if you think about it. I don't think anything weird was happening here, but if Ignoiton's gonna be the only place where keep stars, the only place where Titans are traded or supers are traded, uh, that's kind of be a nice little profit for Ignoiton. All right. Not really with them, uh, but you never know. I mean, they can be further incentivized, but it, it almost doesn't take more than a good um, a good opportunity to destroy, but I think actually, what was funny was as soon as the core went into the keep star, that thing was targeted. So remember that core drops hundred percent of the time, and that alone is incentive enough to to take down or try to take down a keep star if it's basically handed to you, uh, which it was in this case because there is no bigger force than snuff, as you can see from these pictures of their Titans. Here's their titans uh, hanging out on a Fortizar, getting ready to take on that Keepstar. And uh, here it is, that little group there is gigantic. It just looks small, shooting the Keepstar. Uh, these are the titans that were involved in that. So yeah, it, this is kind of um, not a group that you can counter very easily unless you have matching forces, because titans uh, can't really be threatened except by other titans, basically. Not, not with this number. So yeah, now they could have been further incentivized, sure. Like somebody could have said, "Let's give you some, let's give you some added incentive to take down that Keep Star," sure. But uh, I don't think that was necessary, so I don't think it happened. But the obvious uh, winner here is Ignite. Let's actually take a look at Dotland and go to these places, so you can actually see. Or you know what might be nicer? Let's actually go to. No, I think I, I think Dotland will have to do. I was going to take you into the game. So, Bazgarin is where the Keep Star was destroyed. B A S G. Here it is. See, it's in sync liaison right in the middle. Again, I explained a, a few weeks ago why Basgaran even had a Keep Star, and it's because mercenary coalition that wa- was a group of mercenaries. And they wanted to take advantage of all kinds of different contracts wherever they were—north, south, east, west, whatever. So they put themselves in the middle of the map, Basgarin, or that area, so that they could travel, theoretically travel to any corner of space um, as easily as uh, any other corner of space. So that was kind of why a keepstar was put there. It was called Tortuga Two by Mercenary Coalition, and that is essentially a name that they've given their home before. Tortuga One was actually Period Basis period basis a long long time ago was um, designated as mercenary coalition's home except that it was owned by their ally bob at the time and so they tried to fight bob for it but bob swung uh, south and destroyed mercenary coalition pretty fast and tortuga one never came into existence you'll also remember that tortuga is a pirate island i believe it's like a fabled pirate island so years later in like 2015 mercenary coalition reforms and they want to have a home again so they create tortuga 2 and that is the keep star they put into baz later when mercenary coalition decided they were going to break up again uh, they left that in the capable hands of the space pope and sixth empire who have had very good relations with just about everybody well as it goes, uh, without some kind of a block protecting you, even deep into high-sec space, you are vulnerable to the roving bandits of snuff. And they decided to take action after resisting for a long, long time. Now, in that same region, cinq zone you'll see at the top, let me scoot this down here. Here's baz Garin. way up here is Ignoiton. I'll click in and click out so you can see. There it is, way up here. And this is really just three jumps from uh, Perimeter in, uh Jita. So this is very, very close to Jita. It is a system that 80% of logistics go through from the north. Well, whenever uh, NC or PL or other groups that are now occupying the north were trying to resupply, they would take their jump freighters and land in Ignoten. And then from there, they would uh, move stuff Uh, in and out of jita and resupply from jita they could take off uh, directly back up north so that's a lot of uh, logistical work so that's a it's a very very good system to have some kind of a secure trading situation which the tranquility trade tower or the tranquility trade group has and now that is probably where you will see uh, titans and super capitals traded there is other competition. Uh, for instance, Amamaki uh, lives actually down here. This is just about a couple jumps from this area down here. I think you can see it, is Amamaki. Uh, I'll go ahead and click into Hematar and show you. So Hematar has this triangle, right? So this is Cinqueo Zone. This is, uh, you're now in Hamatar, And right here, one jump away is Amamaki. There's a keep star there too that belongs to, um, well, it belongs to former members of Pandemic Legion or um, it's called the Am- Amamaki Police, I believe, something like that. And there are a lot of uh, really talented Yvonne online PVPers that do Alliance Tournament stuff. I think they're Hydra related, if I'm not mistaken. I may be mistaken about that. Hydra, Pandemic Legion, um, somewhere in between here. And, uh, so Amamaki is, uh, a keep star that, um, has some Alliance tournament ships in it, but are not necessarily, um, I don't know if they're still there. They might've been moved out, but we expect that Amamaki may actually get targeted soon too. I mean, obviously Basgaren, um, is not far away from Amamaki. So it depends on what Snuff wants to do. So anyway, people wouldn't trade super carriers and titans in alamaki anyway because uh the links with pandemic legion and there's rumors that if you buy uh some kind of a titan off of uh pl that um they'll leak your name and purchase to some third party group and that third party group will hunt you because they know that you have a brand new titan you're trying to move out of, of alamaki and that was kind of the rumor that's why it's never never been good uh, as a trade center Mela had that same uh, reputation early on, but not sure. Oh, Amamaki holders were involved with the Basgarin attack, according to Vili. So maybe it isn't the next target, he says. Uh, and that makes sense. And I wonder if they got involved in order to, in order to uh, take out the competition. Maybe they're trying to get into that market of selling stuff. Well, that makes things very interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see. All right, but uh, fact is. Sixth Empire loses a keep star in Basgaren. Unfortunately for them. All right, let's have a look at these golems. In Archie, this Archie is a system that was kidnapped from uh, Empire space and ended up in. Actually, let's see. We go to the map where it's registered. It's in Poshvin now, but let's see where it actually was physically. I think there were three connected here. Ah, oh, no, these are these three. I don't know, but uh, this map has changed. All right, well, Archie, anyway, is no longer part of zone. That's what I wanted to get to. It got stolen from the uh, um, Galente Republic. And uh, in that system, there's a lot of, um, well, it's a lot of red. <laughs> but um, there are some people that have moved in there. It's kind of quiet. It's, uh, I think there was some consolidation over the last few months, because this is a new region that was created within the last few months. And since the consolidation, uh, golems have been spotted, or a whole series of golems, as you can see here, uh, doing world arcs and actually making quite a bit of money. And uh, we brought you a story where they were targeted and destroyed when they worked off to their safe spot. Their safe spot was actually um, reconnaissanced down, so they were able to catch them. I'm not sure this is the same group, but it's likely. And I think this is, this may be actually one person. I'm not sure about that though. And so that loss cost him about 60 billion. That is really only if I'm understanding the ratios correctly, about three days of actual ratting. So yeah, so that is what happened there. Poshvin, rich place. If you can get to it, standings has a lot to say about that. So you have to have Triglavian standings even to move around and actually use the stations like like normal. Uh, but once you're in there and you do have standing, which isn't hard to get anymore, it was really hard to get right after Pochfin was created, um, could be a lucrative place. I'm not sure there's a lot going on there, um, but we hear it's a lot of money making activity. Okay, uh, new help section coming to EVE Online. Let's take a look at that. Let's go to our live coverage area. Let's see, there we go. OK, so as you can see, we'll take you to a reference point that you'll understand. And uh, here is the agency. Again, this is on the test server. It does not exist in the game yet, but we assume it's coming soon. Yesterday, we talked a lot about fleet up. That is the uh, new way to find a fleet. Today, we're going to talk about the help section that is new. And right now, there is really only scanning in here. And so this topic has a lot of videos associated with it. We'll take a look at the quality of some of these. Here's a fitting video. Now they run without sound, so you don't have to worry about that, but you can see the uh, quality of the animation is very instructional and should help with very basic concepts and they repeat. So once it ends, it repeats, but this will teach you how to do uh, probe launching, uh, how to fit your ship for, uh, scanning, and uh, I think this is a lot of the fundamentals that are very difficult for players to understand. So it's good that they started with scanning. I think this is uh, scanning to me is something that is, is one of the harder things for a new player to understand. So it's good that they made videos they can watch over and over again that actually shows them exactly how to do something. So that's just loading pros, but let's go to. Um, the something as uh, interesting is reconnecting probes. There you go. Then you get to actual uh, navigation for um, probes so people can figure out how to, how to do this. <laughs> All right. I think uh, we'll get to analyzing here in just a second. There you go. This is managing your probes and actually executing an analyze and after this we'll do a reposition it looks like it's one video cut up but with a lot of uh with a little bit of animation put on top but they break it down into sections so each each action they make it look easy but uh, we know it's not that easy and there you go so that's scanning inside of the help menu we'll go ahead and pause this and that's in this new help section which doesn't have uh art yet if it's even going to have art but uh, Yeah, there you go. So that is new. Okay. Also, uh, we have some quality of life changes that are coming. I think you'll like some of these. I haven't actually uh, read over these, so we'll just do them together here. Uh, Quality of life change. Remove the cost of changing your home station. I believe that used to be 900,000. They just went ahead and removed that. Uh, Items from the redeem queue can now be redeemed directly to your home station. That's interesting because right now, wherever your character is, that's where you redeem things to. So if your character is not at their home station, then you probably don't want to redeem something there. because That's where it will get stuck. Move to clone bay window to the character sheet. We don't have any illustration of that. Uh, Update home system icon on the star map. So now you can see. Right here is a little home icon, so it shows where your home station is, even if you're not there. Uh, Added home station to your indicator, indicator to your overview. I think that's interesting. They're doing a lot with home station, it looks like, because they want people to feel grounded. Quick little story, if you get a new cat, normally you don't wanna just open up your whole house to them. You want to let them get used to something safe like a bathtub and once you uh get them used to your bathtub then you let them into your whole bathroom and then bathroom to your uh, hallway or other room and then you start growing their space so they always have a comfortable place to go to and i wonder if that's part of what ccp is finding they they want to give people a sense of home a sense of safe and then they can start to explore from that point of safety Okay. Quality of life improvements. Another batch of little things to make everyone's time more enjoyable on EVE online added the ability to drag, drag and drop systems, stations, and structures from the search result window. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, made it possible to delete entries from the history of edit fields. Say goodbye to all those mistyped names of ships and items cluttering your history. That's a popular one, I believe. Uh, and uh booster duration is now displayed in human readable formats 30 minutes see that that makes a lot more sense you don't have to do math just to figure out how long a booster is going to last added information about what is affecting modified attributes for modules to the info window interesting it'll help you understand your equipment a bit better that's a neat one damage modifier Fantastic. So, on this damage modifier, you can see what skills are applying and uh, what their what their what the base value is and what skills are applying to it. I think that's good because people need to conceptualize a result with a cause in this game. It's very difficult sometimes to do that. So, all right. So that's a little tour of uh, some of the stuff that's coming. Uh, don't know when this is going to be released. We assume in the next patch, but we don't have news on when the new patch is. All right, that is your news for January 26th. Uh, what I was thinking was that after we do news, it's already half hour, which is as long as I actually wanted the show to originally be 20 minutes to 30 minutes tops. So we're gonna sign off today, actually make it a, a shorter show, try to get you guys used to shorter shows. And what we wanna do going forward is to try to front load the news headline readings. So you can see if there's, Anything interesting that you want to stay tuned for? Then we'll take a little break, maybe a commercial break. I don't know how that'll work, and then we'll go into the commentary, and uh, and that way we can um, kind of expand on topics without um, making everybody listen to a two-hour show every day. So we'll try to do it in that way. Yeah, he he told me I should actually create one, uh, so we may actually recruit him to do it of course we'll only get money from half the uh eve fan base but all right well we have 20 minutes um let's see the reason i want to keep you guys for 20 more minutes is because trash talk tuesday is coming up and it would be nice to be able to raid them it's not necessary but it might be nice to do uh i'm going to open the floor right after this we're going to take a 60 second break that's too long isn't it going be shorter than that. Let's try it anyway. We'll be right back after this, and we'll take some questions if you have any. Go ahead and start writing questions. It's a long commercial, 60 seconds. Like, can you do like 15 seconds? Funny, we'll do a commercial, and there won't be any questions. And, uh, and then we'll be like, see you later. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else to talk about. Is there anything else to talk about? Oh, it's all right. I want to. All right, 10 seconds. Three. All right, welcome back to Talking in Stations. Uh, if you guys have any questions, totally willing to answer them for the next 20 minutes. After that, we're out. You can go to Trash Talk Tuesday. Uh, really want to show you Max Singularity, who is the Space Pope. He's given that name by players who appreciate his uh, cosplay and also his contributions. Uh, he is a man that is admired and respected among EVE players and has been for a long time. I believe he's very public about the fact that he actually works for jet propulsion labs in Pasadena, which are a part of NASA, or I don't actually know what jet propulsion is to NASA, if they're contracted or they're funded, I think by the um, Caltech, which is California tech technology. Uh, It's like MIT, the Massachusetts Institute for technology, which is one of the great schools. Uh, for science in America, and uh, Caltech is the West Coast equivalent, I would say. But I'm from California, so and so that's who uh, sponsors the Jet Propulsion Labs. And uh, Max Singularity is uh, actually one of their um, one of their archivists. So he is in charge of. Well, I'll put it this way: if If the jedi temple was real he would be the lady that uh welcomes ben kenobi to look for that lost planet or whatever he's the librarian for a huge amount of knowledge that nasa collects uh and and so uh very knowledgeable guy so his presentations when he comes to vegas or maybe even uh yeah jpl is nasa thank you i i didn't know that for sure but Good, thank you for telling telling us that, six donuts. Uh, I thought it was NASA, but I wasn't sure what the technical relationship was. <laughs> no, the pope doesn't kill younglings. Uh, moving beyond that example, uh, the pope gives great presentations to Eve players that are grounded in actual science and uh, space exploration. So, uh, But besides that, he's a nice guy. Uh, he talks to everybody all the time. Uh, it just does a, a ton of stuff. Now that doesn't make him immune to, uh, being wounded in the game. Uh, but I think his comment here is they literally snuffed out our giant monthly fuel bill. And, uh, that's a little joke to basically say that, uh, the destruction of that keep was really a burden for uh, max singularity. It was a nice trophy and it was a nice gift, but, uh, it takes maintenance, takes fuel. So, one of the things that Billy talked about was, you know, he he has to pay for he has to pay for all the fuel and everything that goes into the Keep Stars uh, for the Tranquility Trade Center and stuff. But he also has to pay, and this is well known, uh, protection money. Not only to himself, but he has to pay Horde, and he has to pay uh, Goosehorn and the Imperium. But he also has to pay people like Snuff, right? And the reason you do that is to keep everybody happy because what you really want in the long run is stability. I don't think the Pope was making, or maybe he was, but didn't didn't want to pay. But I don't think he was making enough to pay those kinds of fees. And the problem with those kinds of fees is once you start paying them, uh, they tend to go up, unfortunately. So, uh, But in any case, uh, he is saying literally snuffed out giant fuel bills. So now he doesn't have to pay the fuel for uh, that structure anymore or the satio and those are no longer his responsibility. Yeah, I'll fire up uh, the client. I was in the test center client. I'm gonna move into the actual uh, server and we'll have a look at those prices. Uh, All T2 materials have actually, all T2 ships that I'm aware of have actually dropped in price, some for different reasons, but um, Jump Raiders are definitely on that list. I know because I own a bunch and make some, and I've noticed that freighters have gone up maybe 100%. They're twice as expensive as they used to be, whereas jump freighters have actually gone down in price. And that's a weird problem because uh, what's what's really, really expensive right now are the actual raw minerals. So anything that is T1 is more expensive than it used to be, probably by 50 to 100% more than it was. But why should a T2 actually come down in price? Because it takes a T1 ship to build a T2 ship. In other words, if you make a jump freighter, you have to start with an actual freighter. And that actual freighter is now twice as expensive as it used to be. Exactly. And that's what we're gonna look at, is to see where those T2 materials are. I think they've fallen considerably. Now, uh, why does a market fall? There's usually two reasons. One is the supply, is overabundant, meaning there's a ton of it. So people are selling a lot of it to the market, to other players. And the other reason is demand just drops off. People don't need that thing that you're selling. So those are the two reasons. And I think in this case, probably, as soon as I log in and get up and running, um, probably it's a glut on selling of T2 materials. There's a lot of people that, are selling their stuff let's go ahead and switch over to yeah well that's my assumption as well um, but let's look at the mineral index we'll go to tritanium first I'll make this bigger so you guys can see it easier it's a little harder to handle when it's bigger but it raising it's a little harder to get the whole thing in frame when uh, it's magnified like this, but it's easier for you to read, which is, the, is what we want. Okay, so Tritanium, and we'll just, uh, for, for clarity's sake, we're just gonna look at, not graphs, which is what I usually look at, but uh, something a little more visual like this. Uh, and I normally just look at the dots, because for me, that's the pattern I'm looking for. That's the actual mean price. That means uh, where, where the average was for the day but um, I'll just put in the lines for the 20. Let's go, we'll put in both lines. So The blue is the faster one, which means if prices spike, that reacts first. You can see here a good example of that right there where there is some kind of adjustment to the market, right there. And you can see that the blue spikes way up, whereas the uh, the 20-day moving takes a longer time to really register that adjustment so it's a smoother line because it takes into account 20 days before 20 days 10 days before 10 days after whereas this one is like two days ahead two days behind and so the reaction is stronger on this one the reason they have two different lines is if you want to move fast on an item then you watch the blue line but if you're a long-term investment investor you want to watch the uh, yellow line basically so if I'm a long-term investor, I want to see like the overall market movement, you know? Oh, okay. So in the summer, this is a one year. um, In the summer is when uh, prices dip and it goes up in the winter and goes up in the fall. That's, you know, what I'm thinking. But uh, if this is cyclical, that's what you're looking at here. But uh, if you want to be more precise, you'll, it looks like this you know, and then you make money off these little bumps up or, or dips down and that sort of stuff. If you're, if you're trying to be fast about using the market. Okay. That said, let's look at uh, Tritanium and we'll actually look at 20 day average. See Tritanium is uh, recovered quite a bit. It's not completely recovered because it used to be down here at about four. Let me get this bigger. Let's look at all its partners. Now, if I want to, I'm on Tritanium, right? I typed it in here. So I want to see more than Tritanium. I want to see all its partner minerals. So what I'll do is I'll click on this little circle up here, and this will bring me the entire group. So if you give it a second after you click it, it'll bring you into all the minerals. And here they are. So Pyrate, you can see that is increased dramatically and has stayed really strong. Uh, Noxium is another one that should be high. Yes, it's high. And after coming down, it's on its way back up. This is a mineral you can really only get out of low sec. So scarcity has moved in. That's why it's expensive. It's now scarce. Morphite, again, is uh it's just uh this is a null sec item, actually. It's very it's a very specific rock you need to mine for the morphite. It's the most expensive mineral there is actually. And it is crazy expensive now. And this is used. This is used for T2 equipment, by the way. It's kind of interesting. Um, Maxillon is also another, what we would call, bottleneck mineral. It's low sec, I think. And it is uh, also scarce. Uh, megacyte and isogen. So, now, isogen seems to be, like, kind of coming down, but uh, it'll, who knows what's going to happen with that. So, T1 minerals are up, but... Uh, Let's check now moon minerals. That's PI. This is it here, advanced moon minerals. Uh, Let's not look at advanced, let's look at raw moon minerals. This is the bottom of the pyramid. So everything that is down here, you could see that long climb down right there with vanadium, tungsten, same thing. Oh, titanium is moving up. Tellium, technetium or technetium look at those long slides you see that this is why t2 is down and long long slides so let's have a look at the Rhea for instance that is a f- jump freighter and uh yeah it's at an, a year a yearly low at let's see how much they're actually going for 8.5, point six uh, billion and that's not far off um, these things usually sell for nine so it's 500 million off which is not too far off but um, they have actually been more expensive as you can see they've gone up to uh, at 1.10 but usually they're around here right in the middle there is nine billion but sure right for for new players that uh are like well what's the base i mean you can find it manually but a quick shortcut is to bring up uh the information on the RIA. uh look at industry look at oh it's not in here yeah these are all the t2 materials that's that's interesting that it's like that all right well we'll do it the, we'll do it the long way um let's see so we'll go to ships uh why is it popping up capital ships freighters caldari Sharon. yeah these things used to go for 1 billion and now they're way up here and like i think they used to be 1.1 but sometimes when you sold you have to sell you had to sell them for less and now they're about 1.8 so that's almost twice as much and i think it's true for all these freighters these are mineral intensive you can see that massive sliding up wow see all of them started right about here 1.1 this actually dipped under 1 billion and now it's uh, it's way up here again at 1.8 1.9 and here's why if we decide to go into uh, more info go to industry and we want to right click on this blueprint and say, view it in industry. And what this does, is it brings up the build panel. And uh, if you just hover over this button here, you'll be able to see what the typical build cost is. I think that comes from the system that, the system that you're in. Whoop, I got to deliver that Gila. Um, so this is a 1.955 build cost. So. It is crazy expensive because it's not built on minerals. It's actually built on subsections of minerals. And this might be particularly important to orcas and to freighters. These things are needed for capital ships, for dreadnoughts, for carriers. And a ton of these are needed for super capitals and of course, titans. So not only are these incredibly mineral intensive, but they're in high demand for alternative uses. So the demand pressure on these is really high. And that might, might push these up uh, you know, a good 20% more than they're normally worth because the minerals can uh, go somewhere else instead. So that is kind of interesting. Let's just for variety, let's take a look at uh, some of the other stuff that is T1. So cruisers are usually what I like to look at. Uh, We'll look at standard cruisers. Those are the T1, tech one version. And just the uh, arbitrator I like, I don't think it's very popular, but these have also increased uh, considerably. So those are just straight mineral costs, right? Because these things, again, if if you tap on searching and right click on the blueprint and say view that in industry and you can see right here that, uh, yeah, they cost about 13.3, but it's straight minerals. So there's no middle component to build that is in competition with anything else. These are just straight minerals that are in competition with other things that are built with minerals. But even those are uh, definitely moving up. Uh, Let's see here. I wanna see if, if that's just the story with all cruisers. Yeah. Everything T1, this is all a sign of scarcity here. Uh, scarcity being that Nulsec is no longer, I think, is no longer really able to get all the minerals they need for themselves out there in uh, Nulsec, so they have to import. Pretty cool. Okay, going back now to chat, see if there's any things that I missed there. Ah, click on the cap part. Uh, shoot, I should have done that while I was doing that. Uh, there's more people building jump freighters that I've seen in the past. Well, that's possible, too. Remember, if you have a lot of supply, the price uh, actually goes down even further. Uh, everybody competes to sell, so they lower their price to sell. And two people lowering their price in competition with one another will drive the price down. Consistently listed. Click on the All right, click on the cap part if you will bring up the build for that item. Not sure what uh, you meant there, but I'm sure it's a great shortcut. Right. Well, let's do that real quick. We'll do it with the Roracle, just to show that shortcut. We'll view this in industry. So you can view the item here, what it takes. These are all capital parts. And let's see, if you click on it, that's all you need to do is just click on it. It drives you into the piece. And so now you break it down to the minerals. That's what our friend, uh, give credit where credit is due, Sergeant Johnson. Uh, was saying so yeah and to back out there is a back out button right up here that takes you back to the roracle so you can pop in on any of these you know i owned a really really well researched roracle blueprint and made copy after copy after copy for years just deliver that thing and had like 40 50 60 copies of roracles before roracles became super powerful and. All I did was hand them out as gifts to writers, you know, kind of like Christmas gifts. When I was at INN, I would hand out my, I would hand out my own stuff as gifts for people that worked hard. And funny enough, I never built any Roracles to sell when the Roracle craze was going. Uh, So they all just sat there. Oh, I, not only did I give Roracle blueprints, but I gave all the construction part blueprints. So, People just needed to get the, at the time, very cheap minerals to build their own oracles. So, in some way, I contributed to the problem. Yeah, I gave out the whole pack, like hundreds and hundreds. Uh, the only thing is, I said, look, I want to give this out to all the writers. I just don't want to do it. So, I let somebody, I gave all the stuff over to Revra, who was in my. Uh, at the time was my protege or the, I call her protege, but she was another editor that helped me out with a lot of work and helped me out with a lot of things. And so she it all up and she gave it out for me, which was really cool of her. It couldn't have been done without her help uh, because I'm just not, I just don't have the patience to do that sort of thing. So that's why people got uh Rorkel packs from me. And, um, yeah. So that was a nice thing that I uh, kind of thing that I used to do, but I never made money on the Oracle craze and now they're, you know, not as popular as they were. So I've I've missed out on many things like that. Uh, is this your main Twitch account, by the way, this is talking in stations. It's where I do most of my streaming, but I am actually now, uh, streaming on David Matterall. It's all one word, David Matterall, Twitch. And last night I was doing some test runs of uh, a different game that I played called Death Stranding. So I'm going to stream that starting probably tonight. And it's just a chill vibe. Yeah, sure, I can link it. Try that. I'll try that too. I'll send you over to uh, Trash Talk Tuesday in just a second. I guess I have to do Twitch first. Yeah, don't be alarmed just because I'm streaming a different game. It's a f- single player game. It's almost like watching a 50 hour movie. Uh sci- science fiction and it is wonderful. It's a masterpiece in my opinion. And um I just decided I was going to play it. Here it is. There it is. That's my that's my where I'm going to stream other sci-fi games and talk about like just why uh I don't know. That's where I may do casual streaming and stuff, but also here talking in stations is my station. So it will be a place where I do casual stuff for EVE online. Anything EVE online will always be in this place here. So yeah. Anybody else play uh death stranding? Cause I thought it was just a masterpiece. Was, uh, I know people are tired of me talking about it, but it's just a masterpiece game. All right. So I'll be streaming that probably later on. And, uh, yeah (laughs) thanks all contributions totally welcome uh not something i ever did before but now i'm uh totally happy to talk about contributions and requesting and asking you guys you know if you appreciate the work that's done here yeah i think death stranding is a masterpiece the problem with death stranding is not made for kids basically it's uh it's very much made for adults with uh with life uh, it makes a lot more sense if you've had a child and if you've had uh, life experience, uh, but it's not, it's not made for like a teenager. I don't think, but if you like science fiction, um, I don't think there's a better game that is a single story kind of game. Uh, it was, it was puzzling interestingly because when it first came out, people didn't know what to make of it. It was so different than everything else. It's made by the guy that made a, uh, Metal Gear Solid right so people just didn't know how to react to it uh, let's see that's it there but actually let's let me uh, take you to these are some this is some of the stuff I did last night again I was just testing it's a, it's quite cool actually because I, I I don't know whether to play it off my machine which is it's a very demanding game oops it's a very demanding game, as you can see. this is the beginning, so it's not a spoiler or anything. But the graphics on this game are just amazing, So what I decided to do was to test out Geforce now, so I'm thinking of either st- thinking of streaming the game through Geforce Now, which is a different, um, it's like a streaming video game service, so you use a supercomputer to play the game so you don't have to render all those graphics, but you better have a good strong internet connection and that way you know, I went from a 50, 60% CPU load down to a a 5% CPU load. And, uh, and so I may stream it that way. The problem is you're limited in graphics. So you're going to get, you're going to get what you get. Um, so yeah, (laughs) a lot of teenagers have kids these days. Yeah. If you have a child when you're a teenager, though, you're probably not going to have a lot of time for video games. So. Yeah, if you like Norman Reedus, this game's all about him. You're, you're playing him. And, uh, oh, my God, the acting in this is amazing. There's a lot of cameos, too, which is kind of interesting. But uh, just a fantastic science fiction experience. And, you know, we're all sci-fi guys, so I, I figured this is just an easy thing to do. Science fiction, existentialism, anthropology. That's what talking in stations is all about. It's what I'm interested in. It's what we're interested in. It is Norman Reedus. He's the one that plays the character. Okay, guys, we're late. I'm going to send you over to Trash Talk Tuesday now where you can hear more about EVE Online. And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. And subscribe to uh, David Matterall on Twitch. And that'll give you an alert when I actually start to play uh, Death Stranding.